This is Daizenshu EX, the podcast, episode 41 for the week of September 3rd, 2006. Welcome to Daisenshu EX, a podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Daisenshu EX. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Hey boys, what's up? Hi. Hi. I'm your fabulous hostess, Mary. And, and here are my minions, my male lackeys, my male manslaves. I do adore them both. Oh, I yes. hijacked the, uh, the podcast, by the way. Yes, and who doesn't work on Daisenshu EX? Oh, <laughs> damn it, he found me out. Okay, time to relinquish my, my crown back to the man himself. Thank the you. man, the mystery. Thank, thank you, thank you. Wait. <laughs> Julian! <laughs> uh, go ahead, take it away. <laughs> All right, I am Julian. Some of you may know me as Saiga Jedi on the forums of Daisenshu EX, and I've been with the site since 2003. And to my proverbial way the hell off in New Jersey is Mike. I've been with Daisenshu EX since before it was Daisenshu EX, and I can say that literally. Yes. I am the true man, the one and only man, Vegito EX, Mike Labrie. And uh, I've got something like a cold or a sinus infection going on. I don't know. That's okay. I'm we'll glad I'm slack. not where you are. <laughs> hey, that's unfair. They need to go, go to New York and stay with Julian for a bit so I don't get Mike's cold. <laughs> I politely disagree. But I want to snuggle. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm coming down with something, but I'm still feeling okay. But I'm kind of dizzy and kind of hallucinating. So this might be fun for a podcast. I don't know. You're quite a trooper for, for coming out here. I'm not quite sick just yet, but yes. we'll see. I'm going to try and let you guys do as much as possible this episode. Right. And we'll just sit back and giggle if your ramblings turn into nonsense. <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> might be kind of like an acid dream, you know? It won't get lost in, in the editing room, which Aww. is, incidentally, where we're sitting, <laughs> which the is the apartment. And the editing room. So, folks, anything exciting going on this week? Hmm. I read Death Note Volume 7, and I, I, I can't say more. I was kind of going for the any Dragon Ball things going oh, on. Oh, I might be selling some Dragon Ball-related things on eBay, so if anyone is interested... Please stay tuned to my website, which I will plug later. Go to my site. I'm back in class. Ooh, yay me. Japanese seems like it'll be good this year, and then I'm taking a bunch of anthropology. And in fact, one of my professors is interesting because she's Korean, but she was born and raised in Japan, and she has an interesting life experience. You know, know, inquiring minds want to know. Yes? How did the test go? The GRE? Yeah. Not bad. I got a 680-ish on the verbal and a 730 on the math, I think. Hey, good for you. And then the analytical writing, they don't grade right there, so I won't find that out till later on. I don't know, I still might take it again, but it's damn expensive. Yeah. Well, good job. As for me, I've been whoring myself on eBay lately, picking up Dragon Ball games for pennies on the dollar. See, whereas I want to get rid of my Dragon Ball stuff, <laughs> you are raking the stuff in. <laughs> and our collection is increasing so much, there is literally no room left for anything Dragon Ball in this apartment. I know. I severely have to rearrange this bookshelf. When you live with the train man, you have to accept the train man's hobbies. (laughs) I don't want to live with the train man. Well, you got the Dragon Ball man. I've just been picking up Dragon Ball games that I don't already have. um, Mainly some Japanese versions of things. So that's interesting. And, uh, oh, I did get the Japanese, well, there's only one release of it, of Legends on uh, Saturn. I played it for a little bit. Very different feeling than the PS1 version. And uh, I guess that's really all I have to say about it for now. Those trees look like they're getting in your way. Yeah, the trees aren't in the PlayStation version. That was interesting. There's trees and you can shoot through them and knock them down and, you know, whatever. But uh, speaking of video games, what does that so cleverly segue into? Oh, the news. In the news this week, we have a a bit of news about the upcoming DS sequel to Jump Superstars. This one is called Jump Ultimate Stars, and it's going to be available on November 23rd, 2006 for 4,800 yen, or about $45 each, which is a little bit more expensive than your average DS title, but whatever. For all the Um, characters you're getting, I guess it's worth the price. I'd say so. So uh, do we have a listing of what 
characters there's going to be yet. I mean, there was quite a few in Superstars. In terms uh, of from Dragon Ball or just think, in general? I think <laughs> you knew general. the general numbers. I think you spouted out the numbers, ones of all the characters and all the manga that will be represented in the game. And I don't remember them off the top of my head, but it's this <laughs> very, very large number. In the triple digits! <laughs> yeah, it is. Now, Ooh. keep in mind that not every character is a fully playable character. Um, I guess just real quickly explaining it, there are help characters, support characters, and playable characters. There's a little thing called, um, well, they're based on coma, and you kind of have these little squares. And if there are four or more squares in the little grid, they're playable characters. Well, that makes sense, though, because, you know, you have the Yonkoma comics, the four panels. Hey, so. and you know what? I just learned something, so that's cool. Look forward to the game. I know I am. I can't wait. The first one was so much fun and so awesome, and this one's going to have Wi-Fi online battles. Ooh. Yes. So I can get my ass beat down by people in Japan. <laughs> they can are actually gamers. Who can actually read the text in the game. Yeah. Oh, wow. this will be fun. Anyways, uh, continuing onwards, Sparking Neo, we always have something about the game. Um... So Go Nintendo, I believe that's the name of the site, posted up some scans for uh, more Sparking Neo stuff, uh, more new characters, story mode stuff, and the most interesting thing seemed to be the pictures at the bottom of the pages, which seemed to be the opening to the game. And it's, uh, uh-huh. hey, remember the uh, the humping, bobbing heads in the first Sparking? Oh, I no. tried to forget, but it just keeps coming back to haunt me in my sleep. They're back, baby! No! Well, maybe if they make it a little less homoerotic, I will accept it. But they're a bit too <laughs> shiny for me still. Yeah, it's very shiny, very almost Weird. chubby looking. I don't know. Uh, how but to I like chubby. It. I like the chubby looking Dragon Ball characters. But the yeah, they're... when they're chibi and two no, inches no. tall. No, even regular. I like the roundness of the drawing style in the later Dragon yeah, Ball right. manga. But anyways, yeah, yeah. It's it's weird, too, because if you look at, I mean, D.O.N. Battle Stadium also has an animated intro, but they don't look nearly as weird. It's Battle Stadium D.O.N. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're not at least shiny, and they look like you can bounce, like, I don't know. Something shiny bouncing. Shine light off of them. Yeah. Like a mirror. Well, right. what this comes down to is grobble, grobble, grobble. I didn't like that opening. Grobble, grobble, grobble. Hey, <laughs> indulge us. Let us let us bitch about something really this minor. This is a Dragon Ball podcast. <laughs> I know. So, um, l- look forward to it? <laughs> I don't know. What do you say about that? Oh, Julian, do we have anything regarding the supposed top runner appearance? Well, only that uh, for next week there is someone else, or not next week, but the week after, there's someone else slated for the uh, 10th and 14th airing of the show, which leads me to uh, to believe that either Anime News Network got the date completely wrong or they had a bad source. Right. I don't really know which is which or what happened, so we'll let you know if we hear anything else. But mm-hmm. for the moment, it doesn't look like he's appearing. As a brief recap, there was a show, um, Top Runner, on NHK over in Japan. It's like a chat kind of show. And supposedly uh, Toriyama was supposed to appear on it, but he's not listed. So we'll see. That's really it for the news. Well, I guess we move on to the topic. We had a question last week from Damon in Chicago, and we played his question, sent in an audio question, and we very nicely declined to answer his question. (laughs) And the reason for this was, well, we're going to dedicate an entire episode to answering his question. How special do you feel? This is only the second time we've done that, I think, where we had a... we did do a uh, a journey to the west episode, didn't we? Yeah. Well, we didn't do a whole episode about it. We did a we did a we a did a reading. reading. Yes, yeah. we did a, a character name puns episode a while back. We did. We had lots of people requesting that, so I guess that's kind of in response. But uh, basically, well, you know what? I'll just play the email again. Hello, this is Damon from Chicago. I was recently in a Japanese bookstore browsing their manga section when I came across an Orange Dragon Ball reference book. I, I can't really read kanji, but the cover features Kid Goku in a blue gi riding Shenron alongside Bulma, and the characters at the top label it as a TV anime guide. In any case, this got me thinking about the multitude of Dragon Ball reference books that have apparently been published in Japan. Can you give us a general rundown of the reference books and the content they might cover, and maybe tell us which titles you feel are of particular merit, along with where we might get them? Thank you. So what we're gonna do... Well, Mary and I sat down last night and went through... Every single book I have, well, close to it. We we did our homework in a way I have not felt since I used to do homework. <laughs> and there's notes involved. 
There, there are pages of notes. We're going to go through the Daizenshu. We're going to go through the Perfect Files. We're going to go through Landmark and Forever, the Densetsu books. We're going to briefly touch upon some other stuff. We're going to take care of everything for you and let you know. We're going to approach things like what's actually in them. Do you need to know Japanese to enjoy the books? Do they even make these anymore? <laughs> Indeed. And then we're going to quiz you. We are? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I didn't come up with questions. All right. Should we really just start from the beginning? I think that's the best place to start. Is there really a beginning? <laughs> <laughs> um, Chronological. All right. So the first one we're taking here is Daizenshu number one. Now, hold on a second. What's a Daizenshu? Now, I think we've already explained this previously, but just for those of you who may not have heard the episode, we'll break it down for you. And uh, yeah, it happens to be the name of the website and the podcast that you're listening to right now. Just so happens to be. Julian, Dai Zen Shu. Well, Dai means big or great. Zen means all or everything. And Shu means collection or together. So put it together and you have a great compendium or a great complete works collection. So that is what you've got here. You've got basically anything and everything there is to know about Dragon Ball, give or take. And it's uh, quite a bit of stuff. I thought you'd get bibbidi-bobbidi-boo when you put it all together. Whatever. <laughs> so, the Daizenshu, there are ten books, originally seven, then three supplemental volumes, and we're just going to start at the beginning with Daizenshu number one, Complete Illustrations. Now, anyone can pick up this book. Let's just get that right off the bat. All right, the, the title of the book explains what it is. Um, no questions there. It's, yep. it's a fabulous picture book, and... Mm -hmm. I'd be willing to say, if you need to just get one Daizenshu, this is the one to get. <laughs> yeah, and not a, there's a, there is a Toriyama interview in the back, which is nice, but it's been translated and thrown up on the internet for years, and you don't need to know the interview in order to enjoy the book as a whole. No. So Basically, it takes all of the art from the Tonkobon, and it's even got the spine images from the sides in the back. It's got all these special images that were in Jump, and, and, and this, they're so pretty. They're <laughs> awesome. A lot of the images were actually used on the covers of Weekly Jump. Um, they're generally red, and there's this big collage of stuff and text all over the place. So you can kind of see the images without all that, you know, stuff in the way. Right. They're very neat. Yeah, there's also color title pages and random illustrations made for ads. Right. I think there's one where Goku's, like, punching characters from Chrono Trigger or something like that, or maybe Dragon War, Dragon Quest. Um, I'm looking at a scene right now where uh, Vegeta and Goku are playing video games against each other. Mm, classic. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember that one, too. Yeah. But you get all this kind of fun stuff. You can, you can hear me flipping through the book. So it's basically close to 11 years' worth of illustrations by Toriyama, yeah. going from the very beginning to the very end of the series. This is probably one it's of the few color. instances of like a true Dragon Ball art book that you're going to find. Right. There's bits and pieces in other books. There's a, a Kira Toriyama of the World. And, uh, I mean, later books have also rehashed it by making galleries of certain kinds of images from there, which I'll get into later. But right. this is where you're going to find all these together. Indeed. And this came out in 1995. You know, it. I guess it would have to have come out after all of the manga was out since it has everything in it. So we're in 1995 and moving onwards from here. Is there anything else of, you know, significance or importance in this book? It's pretty. Um, it comes uh, with a little pull-out poster. Right. All of them do at the beginning of the of the Daisenshi. They have a little picture that is an illustration of the cover itself, usually, and then on the other side, it's something special. Yep. In this case, it's a pencil sketch of the the end picture of the entire Dragon Ball cast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is very cute. Um, now, to compare this to something that's actually available in English, if you're familiar with the Color Walk series of One Piece, right. the first volume of which is uh, already available in the States for Viz, it's kind of like that. You've got all these illustrations from, well, instead of just a part of the series, it's from the beginning to the end. I mean, the One Piece art books have the disadvantage of still being made while the series is in progress, so right. there isn't a last volume or anything. So, but there you go. Well, uh, I guess we're on to Daizenshu 2, and we're getting into some meat here. Daizenshu 2 is the story guide. Now, for all you manga fans, this is the one that you want. It has a... Uh... What does it have? It, it starts off with the first uh, chapter of the manga in color, yeah. which is very smexy. Um, it also goes on to describe the origins, uh, pre-Dragon Ball actually, of 
kind of the story, not really. It's a uh, Dragon Boy, I think right. he called it. Yeah, it's called what is it? Before Dragon Ball in here. Mm-hmm. There's a couple different little pages of it, and there's um just stuff that Toriyama did that ultimately led to Dragon Ball. Um, I believe Dragon Boy is in here, one of his one shots, and you can see the character designs from it and how they really ended up turning into Goku, Bulma, and even Shenlong, really. And then after that, the real meat and potatoes of this Daisenshu is a breakdown of each volume of the Tankobon and the stories in each volume. And, you know, there's going to be no question if you're ever wondering, gee, what volume did that happen in? You got this guy <laughs> to help you. Which you don't is need great. no stinking manga when you got Daisenshu, too. Well, I guess if you want to read it, but... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh, Another interesting thing is the original color works, which is a selection of color pages from the manga that it just kind of, you know, includes on the pages. These, as opposed to the first chapter, aren't full page. They're kind of like three or four on a page, but uh, they are here in full color on kind of nice pages. So that's very nice. My favorite part of this book, however, is the personal history, and specifically the growing up section. Now what this does is it breaks down all the main characters, and it showcases all of their various ages and all of their forms. And this is actually one of the first places we get names for some of these forms, such as Super Saiyajin Dai Sandankai, etc. Um, and also Super Saiyajin Furupawa. All these sorts of great reference things in here. It helps dispel internet rumors and mis- uh, misinformation that's been floating around for you. Usually people have their fan-made terms for forms and such. You, you can pull out your dice and shoot too and, and say, hey! I got proof. Here's the name of this form. Now suck it. (laughs) I'm looking at the Bulma pages right now, and at the bottom it goes through all of our hairstyles. That is truly useful. Yeah, it is. I want one for all of our outfits, too. Right. Another good breakdown of uh, characters is it shows uh, the characters in order of when they appear in each volume. Right. Uh, actually, I think it's it's divided up into rows of characters, and then it's kind of like a timeline, and then they show the little face right. for what volume they appear. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, lots of handy charts in this one. Oh, they have uh, a little more... It's it's informative, but it's a little bit more on the um, kind of creative side of this volume. They have a section yeah. called Human Drama, which is characters dealing with death, uh, their most dramatic moments in their lives, things like that. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, we also have an all-battle section, which lists every single fight in the manga ever. And I don't mean... Oh, Goku versus Vegeta. Uh, Gohan versus Cell. Mary, what is the first fight? The first fight is Goku versus Fish. (laughs) (laughs) So they include every time someone takes a hit to something, whether it be a character or a fish. More or less. Almost Car versus Goku? Um, hold on, let me look. Well, no, wait. (laughs) She doesn't actually hit him in the manga. Never mind. That's only in the anime. But it it came close. Yeah, the car's not here. It goes from the fish to the pterodactyl thing to... (laughs) Uh, Oolong's forms and stuff. They really did their homework with this, though. Yeah, there are 187 fights listed. They're really stretching the truth a bit, but... (laughs) Obviously, there are more fights in the TV series because of all the filler and extended scenes and stuff. Like we said, this one is specific to just the manga. And this actually leads into the final chapter of the manga. It begins with the first chapter, ends with the final. And again, this is full-page color when it is color, and then it goes to kind of the four-tone color thing. But And this is the original ending to the manga, not the um, Kanzenban re-release version. Right. So that's cool stuff. So yeah, if you are heavily into the manga, don't mind a little bit of reading, this thing is for you. Even if you, you know, can't read a lot of it, like ourselves, there are good charts and diagrams and all that sorts of stuff. Just very general resource material. It It shows everything with pictures and... It's great. And the pictures always make it worth it. Indeed. Well, pictures. Where do you go from here? I guess you go to the TV series. Moving pictures. Daisenshu 3. TV animation. Part 1. Yes. Well, we just talked about the manga. Let's talk about the TV series. This is kind of the same thing, and it goes from the very beginning of Dragon Ball up to, what, Goku versus Ginyu in DBZ? Mm-hmm. So it covers a good amount of material, and basically what it does is it has these really, really sexy kind of redrawn color images from the show, and then it'll have a breakdown of scenes from a specific saga or chain of events, that kind of stuff. Big splash text all over the place, and little boxes with explanations of what's going on, kind of fun stuff. 
Another good thing, since this is uh, the anime-related book, are character designs. For all the characters from throughout the point, uh, various points in their lives, uh, most humorously, and this is really scraping, you know, <laughs> bottom of the barrel in terms of ex- uh, uh, obscurity, is a character design of Goku in the hospital in his little <laughs> full-body bed thing. So yeah, there's a character design for that, too. The character designs are pretty much black and white, but um, they're really, really neat to look at. Again, it showcases by age, by character, all that fun stuff. It also includes lyrics to songs. We have the Dragon Ball opening and ending, and then the first DBZ opening and ending the lyrics. Of course, they're, you know, written in Japanese, but they're there, and that's cool. Uh, we also have an episode guide that's pretty neat. In the back of the book, it's um, not black and white. I don't know what you call this. kind of Sepia tone, it looks I, like. I would call it Game Boy colors. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not quite green enough, yeah. And this goes from Dragon Ball Episode 1 up to... DBZ 74. Thank you. You read it on the screen before I could read it in the book. Yeah, <laughs> I got eyes for that. That's Ginyu as a frog. And it shows a screen cap from that episode and the number and the title and the brief description of it. And uh, it's it's a cool book to have because these redrawn pictures are so awesome. Think the new um, DBZ DVD re-releases in Japan, that cover art and the cover art for the new video games coming out. Think that kind of style with the bold colors and just phenomenal detail just in this book. Right. That's how gorgeous it is. One of my only complaints is that some of them, especially screen caps, but some of these redrawn pictures too, seem to be blown up a little too much. Yeah. And you kind of see like the marker <laughs> details and things like that. But otherwise, great resource for the TV series. Part one. Part one. We'll get back to more parts. Dragon Ball Daisenshu number four, World Guide. We're getting back to information here. Ooh, world. I, I kind of like to call this the miscellaneous volume. That's true. <laughs> That's a good but it's, description. It's really filled with incredibly interesting information, stuff that you might not even think about. And quite honestly, a lot of our podcast topics thus far have been somewhat based on chapters within this Daisenshu. Yeah. It says it's a world guide, and it literally starts out with these gorgeous... They look like paintings. They're like maps. Of parts of the universe. Not just Earth, but as they say, the cosmos. Very dramatic. The universe. And northern part of the Earth, etc., etc. Showing all these places. And this is where the map comes from. And and later on, it breaks the map of the Dragon World into its various sectors. and says, you know, what's in this part and what's in this part. Right. Like you learn where the Budokai Ring is. You learn where Capsule Core is. So it's really very interesting. Yeah. And it also kind of starts off with these pages about Shenlong and Polonga. <laughs> <laughs> Polonga. And uh, just explanations of what the dragons are, what they do, and a list of the 22 wishes. Throughout the manga, not the anime, I take it. Uh, this is mostly based on the manga, so yeah. In fact, is there any anime stuff in here? I don't think there is. It's, uh... It's yeah. Strictly original. Yeah, it's all manga stuff. So 22 Wishes in the manga. And, uh, we get into more interesting character stuff. Right, they actually go through and break the characters down by racial group, which is quite interesting. Uh, you start off with the Saiyajin first, then you go on to the Namekians, and then People of the Cosmos, which include, uh, Kaiosama and such. And interestingly enough... Hmm, Who, who's this character? Oh, this is Frieza. What, what does it say? It says Frieza and his followers. What, what term is not written here? Um, I think it's the name of a race, maybe fan created? Hmm, yeah, the word changeling doesn't appear anywhere. There's your proof, folks. Yeah. Frieza's race apparently does not have a name. <laughs> it's just Frieza and his followers. So that includes the Guinea Force, Dodoria, uh, Zarbon. Kui! Kui. And your favorite, Apul. Actually, is Apul here? I don't think he is. And the doctor. A wise doctor. A tall doctor, you say. <laughs> so yay, racial groups. Oh, and humans are last, because we're peons. Yeah, we got the humans and the earthlings and... Interestingly enough, they don't call um, Majin Buu, they don't call him, like, you know, Buu and his very many selves. They actually call it um, Bobbity and his followers. So it's kind of weird that they rank Bobbity that high up there (laughs) that all those other Buu-related characters kind of fall under him. Yeah. That was very odd. I wasn't expecting that. Finally, there's monsters and animals, and that's where we have uh, Giran and Umegame and Dog and Bleh, as I like to call them. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then it continues on to um, location stuff. And it's even got the full color chapter of uh, Dragon Ball and Dr. Slump crossover. Very cool stuff in here. What else is in this book that's really interesting? Uh, the Tengoichi Budokai breakdown, fighters, etc. Attacks. And, oh, the back of the book is dedicated, we kind of did an episode about this, technology. So yeah, that's uh, you know, various vehicles, the androids themselves, mystical items, all of that gets lumped into technology. Cars, bikes, planes, ships, robots, spaceships, wonder selection. Woo, <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>, how big! <laughs> and that pretty much consists of Kintone and magic carpet, with a certain Mr. Popo on top. <laughs> And then there's all the technology. So this is starting to get into um, kind of encyclopedic stuff. Yay, stuff. Great book to have. And now we're onwards into Daisenshu 5, TV animation part 2. So it's pretty much more the same running from uh, middle of the Ginyu arc to Vegito. Vegito yeah. stuff. Vegito. He's a cool guy. So in this specific volume's variety of DB section, a couple things it shows are things from the series, such as, you know, like Super Saiyan 3 or Fusion, and how they're used in the movies. Now, it's not really a movie guide, it's just about the TV series, but it kind of draws those comparisons there. And one of the most interesting parts is the stuff from the Pladia footage. Yes, they acknowledge it. Yeah, a couple page spread here where it just kind of talks about it and what it is and screenshots from it. And it also has that CG dance thing and information <laughs> about that. Uh, both of these we actually talked about and showed scenes from at our the DBZ You've Never Seen panel at Anime Next 2005. 2005. We have a feature about that up on the site so you can read and see screenshots from all of these things. And there's more lyrics in here. We we got the power and Bukutachi and uh, what else is in it? Oh, more character designs from the TV series, just like before. And it's even got something called Next Stage of DB, where it's got some um, later character designs and a brief hint at GT this early uh -huh. all of a sudden. And then the back is, of course, the episode guide, which takes you up to... 268. 268, and there's Vegito. So, you know, you heard us talk about the first TV animation. More of the same here. It's pretty much all about the pictures and just the chronological reference stuff. Now, Julian, you own Daisenshu 6. Yes, I do. Movies and TV specials. This was the first yes. one I got back in 1999. Yeah, this is pretty much like we've been talking about with the TV animation ones, except it's uh, for the movies and TV specials, since it's called, you know, movies and TV specials. Yeah. Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> pretty much no surprises here. Um, you know, character designs, screen caps, uh, poster art, uh, staff and casts, listings. The most probably notable thing about this, which uh, is probably kind of a rare thing, are Toriyama's character designs for movie characters. Yes, People sir. like to say, Toriyama had nothing to do with the movies. I don't know if they still say that, but my day! They used to think that. Well, in my days, Enshu, it says Gallery of Toriyama Akira. So, you know, he, he did stuff. Because he's a pretty he cool did. guy. <laughs> he's a knowledgeable, talented man. In, in addition to his designs, there's also, you know, the rest of the stuff from all the movies. But these are the typical black and white kind of line art designs. Yeah. Is there anything else of... Uh... Oh, it shows weird merchandise. Oh, it does. With all the movies, whatever weird things came out like, you know, the, the <laughs> yo -yos. card cards, yo-yos and pog dispensers and... And it's showing its age. And that's Trunks' bum, and that's Broly's bum. There are a lot of bare asses in here. That's what Dragon Ball's <laughs> known for. Every time I flip a page, I see a bare ass of someone. And they may or may not be over age. <laughs> and there's like a dress-me-up Goku doll or something like that. Goku as Barbie is not fun. <laughs> I don't recommend the, the Goku Barbie. Anyways. You blow off your fingers and blow up your house. <laughs> Anyways, it breaks it down chronologically like the TV animation ones, and... Uh, I'm putting it down. Now it's time to talk about Daisenshu 7, Daiji 10, which uh, we don't own. Yep. This is the only book I actually don't own. It's very, very Maggie hard to... It. Yeah. I know someone recently just bought it, too. Someone um, from your forum. I've actually seen it on eBay, but it was like 40 bucks. I'm going, uh, I want it, but I just bought lots of video games. You know what's frustrating is that 2005 Anime Boston, I actually saw it in this sort of grab bag thing for, it was, I guess, a silent auction. But nobody bid on it, and the person ended up just giving it to Maggie, number 18. <laughs> I could have bid some obscenely low amount on it and won it. <laughs> That's frustrating. You loser. You could have had it. Anyways, this is the really the encyclopedia volume with all sorts of great stuff. There's uh, timelines and more attack lists and character lists. 
and so much other stuff that I don't know about because I don't own this it one. It just seems like regurgitated information, though. It seems like all the other volumes pretty well covered that, that kind of stuff. They do, and I, I think it just embellishes upon everything there. It's it's a little larger, if I remember correctly. It kind of sums up everything in a way. Really? It does? I mean, well, if you look at the cover art, too, it's a fully colorized version of the final illustration in the manga. Right. And I don't know. I th- also, the, the eighth, ninth, tenth volumes kind of feel like they're tacked on. Yeah. I think this this was kind of meant to be the last one. I mean, seven is an important number in Dragon Ball after all. Exactly. Now, the problem is, well, they left off a TV animation too, and they kind of didn't finish the series. So they right. need to put out more books. Daisenshu 8 and 9. These are the Cardass volumes. I'm going to hand Mary one, and I'm going to take one myself. Cardassu. Cardass. <laughs> I Aww. like to say Cardass. It's just an old thing I remember reading on the internet back when I first started getting into Dragon Ball. I know it's not supposed to be Cardass, but it looks like Cardass. It's Cardass. It's fun to say Cardass. So, oh, we should also note that 1 through 7 are hardcover, and 8, 9, and 10 are um, not. But it's still very pretty on the inside. It is. Very shiny, all pictures. Uh, it's a mixture of mostly card scans, but some also, uh, there's also some screen caps and such. Pretty much it's a breakdown of any, um, I wouldn't even call them trading cards. Well, some of them look like trading cards. Some of them kind of look like playing cards. I guess that's what Cardasu is. Yeah. Um, some kind of game of some sort. I, I'm not really sure. Yeah, I was never really into these. But it's a guide. It therefore, is. it is awesome. One of my favorite parts of them are actually, they call it this DB Battle History. And it's real minor, but down the corner, it'll show three screen caps. One from the TV series, one from the manga, and one from the movies. And just shows at what certain point in time where all three were in relation to each other. So that's kind of neat to see. It's actually quite shocking to see how close they are. Yeah, sometimes they get a little too close to each other. And that's why filler exists. I I think at random I was looking at one of those charts and I'm like, oh my god, that's like a ten episode gap if you go by just the anime between like... Where they are yeah. in the manga, and then where it eventually would be in the anime. And just think, if they'd been even closer, we'd get lots and lots of filler like a certain other anime is currently enduring. I you know, don't know what you're talking about, sir. You know, Dragon Ball got so much shit for its filler, I'm happy to see it happen to another show. At least we didn't get 100 episodes yeah. in a row. Moving yeah. onwards. <laughs> We're not bitter. What I like to buy all. Dragon Ball Daisenshu 10 TV animation part 3. <laughs> so this is the yeah. final Daisenshu and it's kind of a cleanup issue. You know, from Vegito to the end of the TV series isn't a whole hell of a lot. So they pumped in lots of other stuff. Um we already talked about the TV animation, you know what to expect. The cool redrawn pages, the blown up screen caps and splotches of text. What is the best part of this volume is the promotional art for the TV series and the movies. So Gorgeous. This is the kind of artwork you'd probably see on bootleg laminated posters in Chinatown back in the day. Yeah. On a fan-made, like, trading card set. Okay, I guess they're not fan-made. They're bootleg (laughs) trading card sets. These are where those images came from, more or less. So nice. And then, you know, they already did the movies and TV specials, but uh, they kind of didn't get to a movie, and that was the 10th anniversary movie. So they have that one in here, too. Same style with, you know, blotchy text and the I think there's character and... designs, too. Yeah. What I like is this sound section where it has little diagrams of characters, and they're characters arranged by who voiced them. So You got the people that play, like, four characters. I didn't know that Baba was also done by Mayumi Tanaka. I can see that, well, now I that I too, think about but it. I just didn't uh, realize it at the time. <laughs> then we have some other great stuff. More charts and the variety of DB. We've got a Saiyajin kind of family tree going on. Then a progression chart thing of the various Super Saiyajin levels. Oh, there's a very, very sexy Trunks picture, but I'm flipping the page so Mary can't see it. I know what it is. I can I, picture it in my brain. I know you do. And a showcase of, ooh, toys. <laughs> and then there's some more <laughs> interviews in the back, and it finishes up the episode guide. And there you go with the Tendai Zenshu. So, let's break down what's good for what type of fan you are. Well, if you like the manga, you're probably going to want to go with number two right away. Probably also four. Yeah, those are going to be the two big ones for you. If you're really into the art, number one is where you want to go. And even the anime ones are almost all picture-based. So number one is actually what I find the most easy to get. 
I see that one all over the place. In fact, I saw one on eBay earlier today for a dollar. Oh, my God. Yeah. Go snatch that up, you Go fans. snatch up that shiznit. And then if you're into the TV series, obviously you go with the TV animation ones. But if you're yeah. into hardcore information, I sent you two and four. We have two additional books. They're not called Daisenshu, but they kind of are. Yes. For that lesser accepted <laughs> series. Yes, these are the Dragon Ball GT Perfect Fire. The Dragon Ball GT Perfect Files. <laughs> Thank you, Julian. These were put out by Shueisha in 1997. Um, uh, each of them covers, well, GT. Yeah. Now, and they're kind of chronologically done, but kind of not. You really need to have both of them to get the whole scope of the series. Yeah, and it's interesting, too. I mean, it's interesting to note that the first volume was put out in May 1997, and it was just called uh, DBGT Perfect File, without a number. And then the second one came out in December of 1997 and had Perfect File number two. I mean, at the point that the book was published... Uh, DBZ had already kept going, but after episode 41, the throwaway episode of the Tenkaichi Budokai, the show did kind of go on a hiatus for the rest of the month of March and didn't come out back till April. So you kind of wonder if maybe they were just kind of getting ready to, you know, put something out after the end of the series or something. Yeah, that makes sense. But we don't really know, so. Yeah. So really, there are many Daisenshu for GT, lots of character designs, same kind of thing with, you know, character images yeah. and splotches of text. And... Yeah. Uh, now, for the first one, um, there's pretty extensive covering of characters in the story of the first 41 episodes or so. Mm -hmm. But um, there's the more interesting parts that I find, in particular, are the original artwork by Akira Toriyama. Oh, did... yeah. Um, he did a number of color designs, particularly for Giru, for the spaceship, and for a number of scenes. Plus, he did character designs for a number of people, and that can be found as a black and white illustration in the back of the book. Um, you'll also find a Q&A, which gives some interesting tidbits about the series, some sometimes within universe and sometimes extending to the production. My two favorite questions and answers in there kind of deal with outside the production, but uh, one of them is why Trunks in GT is so radically different from his incarnation back during, like, Saga and everything, and they said, well, we just wanted to make him more serious, so we made him <laughs> more serious. No reason. We wanted to change it. What yeah. I like about, uh, this is the second perfect file, is it's breaking down the, uh, I guess you'd call them evil dragons, and it's got little screenshots that show which wish they came from. Ah. So that's pretty interesting. Now, the, the second perfect file also has the information on the theme song singles and the right. TV special, as well as the second batch of episodes from 42, starting the Evil 17 arc all the way to the end of the series. And now, then both... we have lots of Z stuff. <laughs> yeah. And both of these books were re-released, actually, just a few months ago in April. Yeah, you should have kind of an easier time trying to find these two than perhaps the uh, older Daisenshu stuff. Yeah, these are nice and cheap, too. Um, they say 571 yen on the back. Or unless you're a Mike <laughs> um, and you buy the first run these books you go and buy it at a con for we don't 50 bucks. we don't need to tell them the story every time it's just so funny funny but but i had them mike likes to throw his money away please toriyama take my money that seems to be the gist of it yep. uh <laughs> that's pretty much it for uh the perfect files or anything else to say about them i mean they're they're tiny books yep. they're, um... they have the ep episode listings too yeah they're they're pretty thin they're small they're like Tanko bone size and their paperback. Well, I guess they're a little larger, but they are full color yep. for the most part. And now we're into the new stuff. Oh, yes. We should say now, that these books were all around, you know, around the time of the series coming out. We have four more books here. These are later. Yes. Now, over the past few years, we've seen a number of things. First of all, the re-release of the entire manga in a format with larger books and more chapters per volume, as well as all the color pages intact and new cover art. Uh, in conjunction with that, we've also seen Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball, and Dragon Ball GT released on DVD. And so, um, to commemorate that and probably make some more money off of that as well, <laughs> we have a series of guidebooks coming out for that explicit purpose. Now, the first two I'm going to go over are Dragon Ball, Landmark, and Forever. These two were put out in, I believe, uh, the first one was December 2003, the second was May of 2004. These are focusing on the re-release of the manga, and in some respects they cover kind of the same material as the manga-centric Daisenshu volumes, in that they give information on the world and on characters and things like that. In particular, there's a segment out off a of landmark that gives a picture of Earth and the cosmos, and I think that's probably ripped straight out of the Daisenshu. Yeah. But there is, is interesting stuff in these books. For example, the first one 
one uh, has seven landmarks, as they say, and five mini landmarks, the source of the volume's title, which covered such diverse topics as Dragon Balls, Training, the Tenkaichi Budokai, Bad Guys, Romance, Rivals, and of course, Goku. Goku! Very funny. <laughs> There's also a section entitled Dragon Ball and Akira Toriyama, which covers the author's life and works with a fair bit in his own words. Some of it seems to be kind of rehashed from the Zaisenshu too, including several four-panel strips about how he came to draw Dragon Ball and such, but it's still good. It also contains a comprehensive list of all of his works up until the publication of that book, which basically includes everything except the last couple of volumes, or last couple of chapters of Neko Majin. So it's still pretty useful. And um, there's blurbs about well, um, there's these quizzes that you could do that are kind of lame, and they have answers in the back, but you can't do those unless you know Japanese, so I guess that's a count against if you <laughs> want the books. But um, the real highlight here that I find is the reproduction of the first ten Dragon Ball children segments. Now, if you don't know, these are illustrations and commentary put out with every other of the Dragon Ball Kanzenban releases, or complete edition. This is the release. So you get these little flyers stuck into the page, and you pull it out, and it would have this interesting illustration by a current popular manga author, as well as some commentary by them. And sadly, the second set of them, from numbers 11 to 17, never seemed to surface in other than the original brochures. But the first ten are in this book, and they include such notable people as the creators of One Piece, Naruto, Bleach, Black Cat, Ice Shield 21, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, so they're each abusing in their own way. I, nice I guess we can say being. there's a certain website where you can find all of the pictures that came with the guns and That's a good point. <laughs> and uh, might happen to be one that's related to the podcast you're listening to. <laughs> uh, but uh, getting into forever now, this one has other stuff. Oh, it's you know what? I forgot completely to mention about Landmark is that it covers volumes 1 through 22 of the re-released manga, gotcha. giving story information and chapter really quick summaries. I think it's kind of the same information as, you know, number 2 of the Daizenshu, except it's organized according to the volume format of the re-release manga, which is handy to have since that's the version I have everything of. Um, and volume two of this part, or Dragon Ball Forever, was released in May 2004, and it's got the 10 best fights and items and the 20 best characters as chosen by Japanese fans in a poll. Uh, these go into a fair bit of detail, and rounding out the sections are comprehensive listings of all items and characters that appear in the series. So it's quite nice to have. There's um, also the story index from covering the remaining volumes of the re-release from volume 23 to 34, and also there's more of Dragon Ball and Akira Toriyama, including, and this is kind of my favorite part of this book, a little section where he gives information on all the name puns for a bunch of his characters, which, of course, that's what I like to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and rounding out it, there's illustrations, galleries, and random merchandise, and, oh, but there's a set of stickers of all 34 of the colors of the re-release volumes. Hooray! Yay, stickers! Oh, and it's also worthy of noting that the covers of these two volumes are complementary. first one has Goku as a kid standing on a very cartoony Shenlong, and then Forever has Goku as an adult standing on a an oddly colored but much more typical Shenlong. And that's for the recent manga guides. Now getting into the anime guide situation, first up there's the Dragon Ball Z official anime guide, Son Goku Densetsu, or Son Goku Legend. Now you might be wondering why Z goes first. Well, that's because Dragon Ball Z was released on DVD first back in 2003. Now this book came out uh, in October of that year, just a month after the second DVD set, since that was split in two. But this is one book that covers the entire series. And the screenshots um, in here are definitely taken from the Dragon Box because they are clean. Oh, yes. They are very high quality. There's none of the redrawn art that you'd find in the Daizenshu, but it still looks quite nice for because it, it is. doesn't need it. These are so gorgeous looking. Uh-huh. It's two main awesomenesses points. I mean, you've, <laughs> you, you, you already have the story and the fights and Goku and listings of the characters and such. The really cool part is that you have an interview with Akira Toriyama and the DBZ character designer, or one of them. One of the main ones, anyway, Katsuyoshi Nakatsuru, who also cleaned up and made the finished version of Toriyama's Rough Sketch, which appears on the cover. But he did a lot of work for the series, and it's his artwork that appears in a lot of the new stuff, including video game artwork, right. or cover arts, and stuff like that. It, it's to the point where Toriyama really can't tell if it's his artwork <laughs> or 
Nagatsuru's. Did I draw that? I mean, well, that, that sums up his opinion, I think. <laughs> um, and then, aside from that, you also have a, a number of character design stuff, which some of it is re- rehashed from Daisenshu 6, but there's a page of designs by Katsuyoshi Nagatsuru, never before seen anywhere, that were made for the Bardock special. And so it comes to be evident that he came up with the designs for the characters, but then Toriyama went in and refined them. So it was kind of a tag team on their part for that special. Right. It's really interesting. And we also have that up on the site, by the way. We do. Um, um, But yeah, and so you have, in addition to that, a complete listing of all the episodes of DBZ and all the characters. So that's uh, pretty good for that one. And now you get on to the Dragon Ball anime guide, Tenkaichi Densetsu, which was released in 2004, uh, the same year as the Dragon Box for Dragon Ball. And this book is in many ways the same as the previous entry, but it's focused on Dragon Ball. So you get these little detailed character and story sections supplemented by comprehensive listings in the back of the book. But the content is also kind of a little more eclectic. You get opening animation and closing animations uh, pages, some promotional artwork stuff, and you get a lot of interviews. The main interview is sort of a a roundtable between Toriyama uh, Takao Koyama, who did a lot of script writing for the series, and Masako Nozawa, who voiced Goku. That's pretty interesting. And then you also have a lot of voice actor interviews, yeah. including those for Goku, Masako Nozawa, uh, Piccolo, Toshio Furukawa, Vegeta, Ryo Horikawa. Well, there's a lot of DBZ characters in here, too, but that's okay. <laughs> um, Kuririn and Yajunobe, or Mayumi Tanaka, and... Many others, including the original Chi-Chi, Mayumi Sho, who was replaced early on in DBZ, but she comes back for the interview, and the recently deceased voice of Tenshinhan, Hirotaka Suzuoki. So I think it's really good that they were able to interview him when they did. Definitely. Um, oh, and my, my favorite, what do you say, Nakao? Oh, yes. He's so awesome looking. He's got a crazy look on his face. We should <laughs> say there are um, pictures of their characters and then headshots of them all, so you get to see what they all look like. Yeah, and it's kind of monochrome pages that they're on, but they're yeah. still cool. Um, my favorite part of this book, I mean, you still have episode listings and all the characters and everything, right. but in the back, there's a manga yes, about I noticed the this. making of the DBZ TV show. This is called uh, Kiseki Zenkai, uh, Z, Zetto Power no Otoko Tachi, and this is, uh, it's about the making of the TV show. Basically, there's guys at Fuji TV, or not Fuji TV, Toei Animation, who run into trouble because Toriyama's been doing lots and lots of action scenes, so there's no plot for them to cover in the show, and they're scrambling to try and create filler that's not going to make them look like idiots. Um, will their efforts come to fruition, or will they fail horribly? And you have to read it and find out. And I get a kick out of seeing, in particular, uh, Toriyama's old editor, Kazuhiko Torishima, appears in it uh, as himself, but he looks exactly how Toriyama draws Dr. Mashirito. And Dr. I know, Shima. I was going to say that same thing. It looks just like him. It's awesome. Yeah, it's the, the character's <laughs> Based on him, but yeah, <laughs> and he says rejected. <laughs> he <looks at> it. <laughs> Something I want to note about these books actually, two different things. One, they read left to right. Yeah, it's interesting. All, all four of these books read left to right, and I don't know why, really. <laughs> uh, they just do, especially because they're the same size as the Kanzenban, which you know, read properly right to left. It might have to do with the sheer amount of horizontal oriented text but mm. e- even with that being the case i mean the the daisenshu were still right to left right so i, I really or don't know correct. <laughs> yeah anyways so, the other thing i wanted to mention was that since these books are smaller they seem a lot more dense to me and i'm not sure how to describe that like everything's real close together especially the two manga ones there's not a whole lot of white space in here well they got a lot of in there, there there's a lot of stuff to cover <laughs> right these books, uh, to fully enjoy them, you'd have to have a pretty good understanding of Japanese, especially yeah. with like the episode listings and the character information and the interviews, especially, Yeah. since that takes up a, a huge amount. But there's still plenty of illustrations in there. They're just probably ones you've seen before if you looked at any of the other books, yeah. and you know except what? for the character designs. Because these four are so new, they're relatively cheap and easy to get, so... Yeah, Probably well, that, that's a, a good thing. count in their favor. So. Yeah. Now, you think this would be it, and it kind of is, but there's just a couple other little things that I want to touch upon. No real detail. All of the movies got Color Tankobon releases, 
that are kind of like the Anamanga we've been speaking about with the TV series. And they're not kind of like that. They are like that. But what's neat about them is they have a lot of Daisenshu-like elements, um, especially some of the later ones. Pull out posters and character family trees and descriptions, all that kind of fun stuff. So be sure to check those out. And there's also things like video game strategy guides. Uh, for example, I have the strategy guide for... I don't remember the Japanese title, but Legendary Super Warriors on the Game Boy Color. And what I like about this one is in the back, it shows screenshots from the various releases of the game in different countries and the language used in them and that kind of fun stuff. So you'll find all sorts of these little reference guides all over the place. There's also um, coloring books. And I know movies 12 and 13 had their own special kind of big color guide books. I actually don't own either of those. I've been meaning to pick those up. So there's a couple of the little things. It really comes down to the Daisenshu, the Perfect Files, and then these four new books, really, though. That is, uh... That wow. covers it. That covers the coverings. Oh, yeah. I, I guess you would say. Wow. I'm going to uh, step back and collect my breath here. I'm going to have a fun time deciding what kind of links I want to put up with these. I mean, we have our covers page on the website, which has covers or cover scans of everything that we've mentioned. So you definitely want to check that out. And uh, maybe you'll find a couple other little things to link to. So hopefully that answers your question. Shall we uh, continue onwards with the episode? Julian, we have ABCs from you this week, as we tend to every week. Oh, we do. We're Uh, up to um, the letter P. Well, I can think of a very convenient thing for that letter. Oh, can you? would be very early on in the series. Uh-oh. Oolong proves to be a, a bit of a bother, and he keeps trying to get away from the rest of the characters. So Bulma has an ingenious invention that she saves just for that occasion to make him obedient. And so she hands him a candy, and he eats it. But after that, there's a slight holdup. <laughs> um, because when he tries to get away, she whistles, and suddenly he, he needs to go to the bathroom. So it turns out that what she fed him was a PP candy. And P <laughs> being kind of like uh, an uh, onomatopoeia for the sound of her whistling. <laughs> or high-pitched kind of thing. And We've got Toriyama coming off the poop jokes here with the pee jokes. Oh, yes. Hey, he has to stick with what he's good at. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and so this is, as you might have guessed, very early on, kind of, he's still in the Dr. Slump toilet humor mode. But hey, it's got the letter P in it twice. It does, so I guess you win double. Yay! Double I win something. <laughs> you win a transition into Mary's Top 5 list. Woo! Mary, your Top 5 list is, uh, we're pulling in this word relevance once again. Yes. How weird is that? We're kind of stopping with the random for a little bit. Yeah, we're going to do the top five English slash awkward language in the books we talked about today. That's right, because, um, of course, these are all going to be primarily in Japanese, but, you know, the Japanese people, they like to be cool and throw in the occasional English, or as the case may be, English phrases. Now... All in all, the Daisenshu are pretty good about English. Yeah, There's, yeah. They write some really good stuff in there. When we were reviewing them, I was surprised to see many almost complete sentences written in English. Um, yeah. There was stuff for the charts, I think, and there are long words, too. <laughs> it was like complete chronology of something, something, and it was all correct. So I was like, damn, I can't add that on my list. They said it perfectly. <laughs> but we do have a couple funny things. All right. And we'll try to put up scans of these, too. They slip through the cracks, these these few. All right, so number five, what do you have? Number five is a character misspelling that manages to ruin the character name pun, <laughs> okay. which is kind of interesting since the pun is English-based. It was in the uh, the Dragon Ball Forever book, and you know Goldo. I mean, even the, the English name kind of... It doesn't kind of? it doesn't quite get the pun of yogurt across. Right. But it does its best. This one completely obliterates <laughs> any resemblance to uh the word yogurt. We've got Goldo's name spelled as Gord. That's G H O U R D. I was picturing like, you know, a gourd. I mean, he kind of looks like a gourd. <laughs> poor, poor Goldo. He's cute, but he's, he's got a wrong name now. He's, he's got an extra H and all sorts of letters in there. All right, how about number four? Number four isn't necessarily that wrong, but uh, it kind of sounds very American comics over the top sort of dramatic. Yeah. So I'm just kind of throwing that one in here just for being slightly absurd. Um, one of the headlines in uh, Dyson Tree number 5 on page 171 in bold states, Appear the Super Saiyan 3. 
And it's interesting in and of itself that they even refer to it as Super Saiyan. Right. Just... They've always written it in English as S-A-I-Y-A-N. Saiyan. <laughs> but, you know, they write it that way. But oh. this is just so... Up here, the Super Saiyan 3! It reminds me of old Stan Lee's style of writing comics in the 60s. Just, up here, the insert villain or something important <laughs> happening here. It's it's just fun. Yeah. So how about number three? Number three is uh, an odd combination of words. So this one is from Daisenshu 10. It's interviews with the, uh, the Seiyu, who are the voice actors. And this section is called Super Voice Talks. Yeah. Yeah, they're super. They have voices. And, and they, they talk. talk. <laughs> wow. All right, moving on. Number two. This is true English. Well, more grammatical than, or maybe even syntax. I don't I don't know what you call this. Neither um, do they. They kind of tried to use correct number things. I don't even know what you call this in English. Uh, instead of the 23rd Budokai, you get the 23rd Tengaichi Budokai. <laughs> <laughs> I love that 23rd. <laughs> Me too. It's the best one ever. I like the 21st as well, too. Uh, I, I think I, I once saw a, a, a 13th <laughs> of something, but yeah. So if you want to find this one, it's in Dyson Shoot 3, page 103. Cool. And we've got number one. This is my favorite of all time, because it's just... It's just fun to blurt out. It's from the uh, DBGT Perfect File books. Yeah. And proudly, it exclaims, Remember DBZ. Not remember. Remember. Unfortunately, we just discovered that in the reprints, they have corrected this English. No! So why if, must they fuck with it? So if you want to find this foul up, you have to track down the original prints. Oh, so me paying 60 bucks, I think. Okay, okay. You win number. just for that title. I win because I have yeah, remembered yeah. DBZ. Except I have it. Oh, that's right, Julian. You still switched. Has mine. Well, Mary, that's the top five English slash awkward language in the books. There's plenty more, but uh, you'll have to find them for yourself. So have fun looking and stuff. It's time to move on to releases. Coming up soon, we will have on uh, September 4th, the DBZ Anamanga Ginyu slash Super Saiyan Arc Volume 5. This is, of course, the comic book retelling of the anime, and this is its second arc so far with dealing with um, basically their on and stuff. This is going for 710 yen, and yeah, September 6th we'll have Region 2 Dragon Ball Z DVDs Volume 31, 32, and 33, covering episodes 178 to 183. 184 to 189, and 190 to 195, thus getting through the Cell game, and even into a little bit, perhaps, of the Anoyoichi Budokai, maybe? Hi! That will be going for 39.90 yen a pop, or roughly 36, $37 each, without shipping or anything. <laughs> so, uh, they could run you pretty expensive, but, uh, But they're so know. pretty! Yes. And speaking of pretty, hey Mary. Oh, why, thank you. <laughs> well, it comes out on September 12th. A whopping four movies. Wow. Domestically, if you're interested. Now, three of them have been out before. Oh, but, yeah, but, but that's still, okay. that's four friggin' movies. Yeah. One individually, three as a set. I guess the new one being uh, DBZ Movie 13. You can Bakuhatsu Gokaga Yare Bobu Gaga Bumu. Thank you. Or Dragon Fist Explosion. If Goku won't do it, who will? Well, apparently Wrath of the Dragon will do it for you. Um, that being the English title, you can pick it up for $24.98 retail, but much cheaper at places like Art Stuff, Amazon, Z Store, or maybe even Best Buy. Who knows? You can just get it cheaper. Also coming out that day is the Broly Triple Threat box set. That's quite a cute idea, I might say. Yeah. Uh, you get movies 8, 10, and 11 for the low, low price of twenty nine ninety eight. Lesser prices elsewhere. Good deal. <laughs> On September 13th, we're taking it out of Japan and out of the U.S. over in Spain. Their re-release of the DBZ TV series. They're up to volume four. This is episodes 25 through 32. So we're very close to the end of the Saiyajin arc. Um, this is kind of their individual releases of the Dragon Box style releases. Uh, same extras as always, unfortunately. A couple video game openings, uh, karaoke stuff, and lots of languages. But it's pretty. It's uh, PAL, Region 3, I believe. Mary, you're looking at the picture. 
Mm-hmm. And the bottom, get a big three. It was a big three. All righty. And a pal. And, and a pal. And a pal. <laughs> I got a pal in you. What a pal. Uh, you can check out the information on this over on ZonaDVD.com, and we'll, of course, have links to it. And uh, we have one more thing, we think. September 26th, GameSpot is listing Transformation 2, Dragon Ball GT. Yeah. Coming out for the Game Boy Advance. The what? The Game Boy Advance. What did I oh, say? that. Wow, that was a long time ago. <laughs> Oh, oh, I get it. You're making a joke. Yeah. You know, you can still play those on your DS. Wow. Okay. Like, like I've been playing Final Fantasy IV on the DS. It's great. Anyways, okay. uh, GameSpot's the only one that's listing this. Amazon doesn't have it. Atari doesn't even have a listing for it anywhere on their site anymore. So uh, this is probably just left over from way back when. I wouldn't expect this game to come out for a while, if ever. Because uh, my kid's first game, you know, three levels and yelled at work. and bah! Yeah, first game sucked. And that's how I summarize transformation. That is uh, it for releases for the month of September as far as we know. And uh, these will get, you know, shot down one by one as we move on through the month. Let's do an email. We're only going to do one email this week because we kind of answered an email with our entire topic. This one comes to us from Guy. And, uh, Julian, I'm going to talk to you as if I was J-Guy. So i got to make up a voice for him. What can I do? Hmm. I guess I'll talk like a congested mic. This is a pretty quick question for Julian about the term Animanga. I was just curious as to if that was actually what it was called, or if you coined that clever term yourself. Why, that's a good question, J-Guy. Julian's not clever. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Julian, Urge you're so kill smart. Rising. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky you're right not next to me. <laughs> anyway, where was I? You were going to answer the question. Be clever. Oh, yes. Be clever. Answer the question. As much as I would like to take credit for that honor, unfortunately, I was not the one who came up with that name. I don't know who actually came up with the term, but I latched onto it when Viz started using it for its various releases. It came out with some movie books, and I think the big thing a while back, anyway, was the Inuyasha stuff, which to me is incredibly pointless, because number one, Inuyasha is already a termin- interminably long series, more so than Dragon Ball. <laughs> what does the listing over on Amazon Japan literally read for the title of this? Um, I believe it's uh, Jump Anime Comics, but let me go yeah, click jump the over link there. Link. And yes, this is literally called Terebi Ban Anime Dragon Ball Z Chou Saiyajin Kinyu, etc., etc. Terebi Ban Anime Comic. So TV version anime comics is what Shueisha officially calls these comics. Uh, but uh, there's quite a, a bit of variation, but I've never seen animanga in a Japanese thing. So I think that's probably a term that got come up with over here some somewhere in the english-speaking world yeah. i first saw it from viz but i don't know i mean obviously it's a portmanteau of anime and manga right i just consider it pointless we we know it's redundantly redundant but um ching exactly if it was a manga for an anime that didn't have a manga to begin with then maybe maybe but not it, it, at least don't make it exactly like screenshots of the show at least put in the effort to you know draw scenes and maybe even create a story that's different from you know what just get the tv animation daizenshu and you'll be a lot happier exactly all right (laughs) well we're gonna before julian gets angry and shoots people we're just gonna finish up the emails Mm -hmm. if you would like to email us questions hop over to daizenshu ex the website you click that contact link over on the left and uh you get information you send us questions we read them on the show or send us mp3s we'll play them on the show that is really fun Unfortunately, yes. our fun has to come to an end. No. Because I have to edit the podcast, and I still need to get a good night's sleep so I don't get really sick. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking out for number one here. <laughs> Screw y'all. That's what I'm saying. Oh, send us emails. We like emails. I eat them. And that's why I get sick. I get sick because people send me too many emails. And unfortunately, oh, they send them without punctuation, and, and it hurts. It doesn't digest well when you don't add punctuation. No. Let's talk about some cool stuff coming up. We are going to have a contest very soon. You are? It's going to be on the website. It's going to be in the podcast. It's going to be big. It's that thing up there. It's that it's, thing? It's a two-part prize. Oh, I don't remember this. And one of them's kind of expensive. And one of them's something Ooh. you wear. <gasps> where? Where? Where, where? Shut up. Ah. Not you. Oh. oh. <laughs> I knew I was going to get hit one of these days. <laughs> no. Mike, you're so abusive. It's because I love you, Julian. 
Anyways, yeah, we're going to have a contest. It's going to be all over the place. Check it out. You are not going to want to miss this. Remember, we have so much stuff to give away. We got Is he still angry? I hit him metaphorically. I sent you One Piece manga. Be happy. Okay. Okay. So be sure to check that out on the website. I'm going to have a lot of stuff coming to the site soon. we got to finish up a video for the 10th of the month. And then I'm kind of happy-go-lucky with no other real deadlines for anything. So I can concentrate on the site again. I promise I am going to get to the filler guide, all the stuff Rachel sent. Be sure to check that out when it comes. And I've got other scans and other things. I have so many sections halfway done. I just hear excuses from you. We're going to finish stuff. Well, you know, video games happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm trying to stop that. Oh, uh, no, you're not. you got to play the games. I do play them. They're shiny, and I love them. Anyways, Daisenshu EX, is there anything else fun we can say? Check out the site. It's back up. Oh, yeah, first oh, yes. of the month. And you can abuse our bandwidth. Well, try not to abuse it, but <laughs> at least use our bandwidth to look at our nice site. It can be found at www.daizex.com. We've got a lot of stuff that we mentioned in this podcast with regards yeah. to pictures and a little bit of information as well. So yeah. check it out. Check out the images page. Check out that tidbit section. You'll find lots of good stuff. And then oh, we yes. get this uh, chippy named Mary over here. I'm the chippy that's going to sell stuff soon. Yeah. If you're interested in getting my anime crap and maybe even looking at trunk stuff, go ahead on over to... To, uh, Templo Trunks. That's T E M P L E O T R U N K S dot com. You're getting very good at that. Oh boy, I can spell. You're talented. That's what my mom. Yeah, not a, not talented at speaking. Apparently, you're done. Yeah, <laughs> it's late. Well, well, not really. Uh, it's oh my God. I guess it is. For uh, for Mary, for Julian, for myself, Mike Labrie, Vegito EX. I shot William H Macy. You what? <laughs> oh my god! Mike, how could you? Oh well, I don't, I don't It was fun. I don't even know who he is. So, whatever. <laughs> what? You don't know who William H. Macy is? No. He's an actor. He's been in every single movie ever. Look him up. Okay. You're gonna be like, yeah, I've seen 90% of these movies. Google it, you little rat bastard. <laughs> Alright. Uh, end the episode. Daisenchu EX Podcast. Konshumo Kite Kurosata Yarigato Gozaimas. Right, uh, what? Oh, Back in my day, we didn't have this crazy animanga stuff. We had our anime and we had our manga. We didn't have any weird crossbreed children. Uh, where was I? Oh, I think it was about time for my nap. Just a minute. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, here we are.